You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to MLB Extras, the Seattle Mariners edition. I'm Allison Footer, and I'm here with Greg Johns, who is always, always busy, no matter what time of year it is, because, of course, he covers the Mariners, and the Mariners like to make deals. So, Greg, uh, I, you know, I'm not surprised that the Mariners are in uh, in the trade rumors, even, um, you know, a, a more than a week out of the winter meetings, but uh, lots and lots of speculation that Robinson Cano might be dealt. They seem to be very aggressive and possibly doing that. Edwin Diaz now, this might be a package deal. The Mets have been mentioned in all of this. This is getting crazy. What can you tell us about what's going on? Yeah, Allison, I feel like we need to speak quickly because, uh, you know, this might be out of date by the time we, we get it up anyway. The way, the way Jerry moves, uh, definitely uh, more than just some smoke right now. There's some some uh, some, some fire building in the, in the old hot stove if you want to go all the, all the flame talk. But yeah, the they're the Depoto definitely in talks uh, with teams and Mets being one of them uh, at this point, not limited to the Mets, but that certainly is, is has been the hot uh, story this morning with, uh, with, with Cano and Diaz in a package deal to the Mets, which would be pretty fascinating. And I, it's surprising to me only in that, I, you know, I thought they would have a hard time moving Robinson Cano this off season. And uh, Diaz is a guy that Jerry was pretty adamant that they would only move if they got blown away. And here they are talking about in, in, possibly in a package deal together. So obviously they'd have to be pretty blown away to get something back in return. They're not going to give uh, Edwin Diaz up just to get some salary relief from Cano. So that'd be some pretty significant uh, uh, prospects coming back. I would think for that to, to for Jerry to be even very far down the road, which it sounds like they are in these talks. So yeah, a lot of a lot of potential here. Uh, Cano could go on a separate deal if they, you know they could. Maybe try to maximize what they can get from Diaz, and, and it's with somebody else. The, the Phillies supposedly interested. The, you know, the, the Yankees seem to be interested in everything. But, but you know, these are these are deals. Uh, some something's going to happen. There's no question about it. It's kind of a matter of when and if, if, if how many pieces Jerry moves. You know, Segura, another guy being bandied about. You know, it's it's uh, is uh, Jerry at, at his finest here. He's made a lot of trades over the years. These are some of the biggest we've certainly heard about uh, with with, uh, with this club for many many years. Yeah, I mean, I guess we kind of knew when they dealt James Paxton to the to the Yankees that it wasn't like they, they couldn't have possibly been done, you know, say, OK, that's all we're going to be doing. Um, and, you know, you don't want to just scream rebuild and, oh, they're going to be terrible for the next few years. But I guess that's kind of where they're headed. Right. I mean, I, I get that they're, you know, they're, I mean, we've talked about that. We talked about that in our previous conversation. Um, just about that to be realistic about where they are. But at the same time, they, um, I, you know, they just don't want us to start losing again. It's been a long time since they've been in the postseason. Um, but if they deal Cano, Diaz, and maybe Segura, then I guess the writing's on the wall about what 2019, 2020, and maybe 2021 are going to be like. Yeah, I mean, it's it'll be interesting to see where Jerry goes with this. He was very careful at, early on to say, you know, we're not doing a, a, a total teardown. And his definition of a teardown was, you know, take things, you know, Really down to the to the floor. Uh, he kept saying, "We, you know, back. Uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna make some moves. There's no question. We're gonna try to get younger. We're gonna bring guys in with team control and kind of aim for that 2020 2021 frame. Uh, this they do seem to be going more toward toward that total rebuild than than he kind of initially indicated. And 
and it sounds like uh, you know my my impression is that once he got into talking about things, and Jerry is a, a wheeler dealer and a guy that, that loves to think outside the box, and, and it's hard for him to to get into conversations with teams and say, hey, well, what, what do you want for Edwin Diaz? You know, I mean, he, he never said he's untouchable. He just said got to be blown away. So, uh, you know, how much can he get? You know, how much is a closer of of Edwin Diaz? Uh, stature worth next year if, if you're not really going for it next year you know is this the right time is this the peak time to get something for a 24 year old kid that's uh, really on top of his game with four years of team control and isn't expensive yeah you can pretty well you know any team in baseball would love to have that guy in that contract he's making mlb minimum and 57 saves last year you know that's a, that's a combination that's worth a ton uh and he's got four years of team control so it's not surprising that the teams are, are are saying hey how much uh, what are you willing to listen to? And Jerry clearly is listening. And, and uh, it sounds like, you know, as he gets further into this thing, he's, he's seeing ways to, that maybe he can really, really get some prospects in here to, to bulk up that, that movement going forward. Uh, you know, it's not going to be easy to give up uh, Edwin Diaz. It's not going to be easy to give up, uh, you know, Gene Segura if they go that direction. Uh, but you start talking about some of these names, uh, I guess it's, it's, it's it's surely you can get interested in, in guys once you start finding out these these high high prospects that the Mets have available and, and other teams that could offer. So, yeah, I, clearly uh, it's going to be a step back next year. Jerry's readily admitted that. But I guess the question is now how how far do they step back and how how much do they reload with guys who are major league ready or do they go for guys further down the road that are you know maybe two three four years away from even getting to the majors? Uh, some of these top prospects that are being named so. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a fascinating time, and Jerry always makes it interesting. We'll see where they go here. Yeah, and when you th- when you really break it down and you look at it for um, for the players that are involved in these rumors, let's face it, trying to just get rid of Robinson Cano's contract by himself is probably not going to go very far. Be- besides the fact that he's got five years and tens of millions, I don't remember the exact number, but a lot of money left on that contract. Um, he served a PED suspension. Um, so we don't really know... Uh, you know, where he will be, you know, moving forward in terms of performance wise and just the value that he's going to be to the team. I mean, there's baggage now. And, um, and so it doesn't surprise me that they would have to also include a lot of incentive that would be in the form of Edward Diaz. Um, but I guess I'm also a little bit surprised. It seems like Cano is more than willing to waive that no trade clause um, for, I guess, the right deal. I wouldn't look at the Mets and be, you know, jumping out of my shoes to go play there if I'm if I'm a you know a star player in the prime of my career. Seems like he's he's also a willing partner in all of this and in approving a trade. Well, he's going to need to be. Uh, and at this point, last last I had heard from our own Mark Feinstein, who uh, contacted uh, people he knows close to Cano and S of. Uh, Two days ago, the Mariners hadn't contacted Cano yet to ask him if he would waive his, his no-trade deal. The, the feeling, though, is he would be willing to go back to New York from people close to him. Uh, the Mets aren't the Yankees, but it is New York. I guess you know the, he does control things. He's a, he's got a no-trade uh, contract, uh, you know, and so whatever deal the Mariners make, they're going to have to go to Robinson saying, "Is this okay?" Now uh, that's going to be, I would think, a lot easier for a couple reasons. One being uh, Robinson Cano wants to win like any veteran in, in his age group and, and what he's been through. And uh, I don't know that Robinson's going to love being part of a, a rebuild situation in Seattle, if that's where they're going. Uh, secondly, uh, you know, the PED suspension last year, 
it was not an easy situation. While the Mariners handled it well and Cano handled it well, uh, it, it's not to say he wouldn't want to get a fresh start somewhere else with it. It's kind of pushed a little more in the background, maybe than coming back to a team that he just missed 80 games and, and really uh, was suddenly not the second baseman anymore when he came back and was asked to play some first base, a little third base, and where he's at, you know, going into next year and, and his talk after the season that, hey, I'm, I'm still a second baseman, and the Mariners kind of going, hey, we're, we're not sure of that yet. You know, I mean, uh, he's, he wants to play second base. If they can get a team that's uh, certainly a contender and, 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 uh, and wants him to play second base, I would think it would be pretty easy to sell for Robinson. And, and, uh, but I'm not going to speak for him. We'll see where that goes. But sure, and, and you mentioned the money. It's, it's $120 million for five more years, and that, that is significant. That's why it's going to be tough to deal. And it's not that Cano isn't still a top-notch player because he is. I mean, this is a guy who put up very good numbers in, in the uh, half the season he played last year. He's, uh, he's still uh, one of the better hitters in, in baseball. And I don't, I don't think you just give that away for nothing, but you do have a hard time giving that contract away. And so that's certainly, you know, is why Jerry's playing uh, a lot of couple, couple different angles here, what he can get with Cano, what he can get with other players and maximize those at, at all ends. Yeah, so on the complete opposite end of the spectrum would be the Mariners approaching the non-tender deadline, or I guess it's kind of like the deadline to tender contracts to players. That's the more positive way of looking at it. Um, So with all of the things that the Mariners have done and the moves that they've made and the moves that they might make, um, there's not a whole lot of arbitration-eligible players that they really have to make any decisions on. So I guess that's going to be one of the uneventful events that you'll be covering for the Mariners for a while is between now and the deadline, right? Yeah. Friday is, is the non-tender deadline. Uh, and that would have been an issue with the Mariners or, or an interesting situation at the start of uh, the winter house when they had nine arbitration eligible players. And, and, and really, you know, if, for those who don't follow that close, basically arbitration guys, uh, you, you don't lock into their salary. It's going to be, it's, it's going to be negotiated between the two parties and it might end up being more than a team really wants to, to pay. If they commit to tendering a guy, they don't know what that cost is going to be. And sometimes if they think it's going to be higher than the, as much as they value a player, then they'll non-tender him and let him, let him go in free agency rather than being committed to a salary that they just don't think they want to go. So uh, and there were a few guys in that category and they, they've let go in Erasmo Ramirez, Nick Vincent are two guys no longer with the team and, and uh, 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 Justin Grimm, uh, Ryan Cooker, guys that they worked out deals. They went, they accepted deals down in the minor leagues. Uh, and James Paxton and, and uh, Mike Zanino definitely would have been tendered, but but got traded. So those are arbitration guys off the table. So really only left with two guys, which is uh, Alex Colomay and Ryan Elias, the two, two pitchers. Uh, Colomay is going to make pretty good money in arbitration, but he's a guy they'll definitely hang on to, so they will tender him an offer. I uh, wouldn't be surprised if he gets traded. Because he is a guy kind of like in the Paxton and Vincent or Paxton's and Eno cases where he's, he's got two years left. And this is obviously Jerry looking a little further down the line. And so he may see some value in moving Colome, uh, or they keep, they move uh, Diaz and keep Colome to be the closer would be another, another possibility there. But uh, and Elias is a young guy, uh, pretty much ma- major league minimum last year that shouldn't cost a whole lot. So I expect they will tender him an offer as well. So yeah, that's, that's kind of the, the baseball. Uh, Lingo is, is what happens with, with uh, contracts at this time of year. So that'll be something that comes Friday. And I expect both those guys to still be with the team as of uh, Friday afternoon.
<laughs> and those are, yeah, those might be the only two players that are still with the team Friday afternoon. <laughs> ah, that's just a little Seattle Mariners humor. Uh, <laughs> Greg, thank you so much. I, I sense that things are going to get more interesting as this offseason progresses, so it'll be fun to keep up with you. Um, so appreciate your time. Thanks, for, thanks to everybody for listening to MLB Extras, the Mariners edition, and we'll talk to you next time.